Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bitter Rivals. We are done our season. It is episode 19. It is May the 16th, and the playoffs have started. The regular season hasn't quite finished yet. We're kind of in a weird limbo area right now, but what are you going to do? COVID, right? It happens. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing you can really do about that. But uh, anyway, uh, Tom Wilson, Gatano's favorite player, scored last night and helped set up the overtime winner in the Capitals-Bruins game one. He shouldn't be playing. Come on, sound off a little bit more. Come on, I expect more out of you. Okay. It's, it's really annoying when, you know, the NHL is tweeting, oh, first goal of the playoffs, Tom Wilson, like, hey, great. He shouldn't be fucking playing. He no. Be, he should be, what, two or three games into a fucking 20-game suspension? Like, and that's that's just the annoying part is now he he is out there making a difference when he should not be. You know? You should not be well, able to fucking slam guys' heads into the ice and then go and fucking start scoring in the playoffs. Can't argue with you there. Um, the one other thing that I have to say about that uh, Washington-Boston series was, did you happen to see Kelly Rudy's take? I did not. It was a, a strange take, to say the least. He was absolutely ripping Vanacek apart for pulling a muscle. <laughs> man like they need to fucking clean out their fucking uh analyst panels like honestly some of the guys like, in there are just fucking useless you you didn't see it eh uh i i advise you to go take a look at that uh danny all-star 15 was talking about it so you, you go to his little twitter feed there you'll find it like, I, I did see Vanichek get hurt, and I was like, I don't know, he pulled a muscle. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he said that's part of the responsibility and part of your job as an NHL goaltender is to make sure that you don't pull muscles and that you, even if that means stretching eight to ten times a day, like, that's what you got to do. And he's like, if it was a structural injury, like, if it was a knee or something, that's different. But when you pull a muscle, that's just you not... Like, that puts your team in a bad spot, your organization in a bad spot, and uh, it puts um, Craig Anderson, who turns 40 in less than a week and had to go into that game, uh, it puts him in a bad spot. And anyway, I thought it was a pretty cold take. So, did Kelly Rudy, Rudy never pull a muscle in his lifetime? I don't know. Like, is that what we're getting at? That, that Kelly Rudy's never pulled a muscle as a fucking professional goalie? Like, he, uh, never, he never went for a stretch and fucking, like, big stretch I, save? I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like you, like, it is absolutely classless to go after a guy when he is hurt. Like, when he has, when he is injured, you cannot rip him for injuring himself, especially when he's just trying to make a save. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it depends on the manner in which he injures himself. If I tried to knee you as hard as I could and I blew out my knee, like, you can have a go at me for that. Oh, no, I, but I'm talking in this situation. No, 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 I was just about to say, but, like, if you're a goalie just went to make a save and you pulled a muscle like he's kind of a fucks this up like shit happens like yeah. I, don't, I don't know why you're gonna fucking roast the guy for it yeah that like i feel like that's just absolutely bushly like classless <laughs> like classless and that's what i mean like these these like sports fans they gotta clear out their panel a little bit like some of these guys are just fucking useless can't argue with you man 
Okay, so let's get into a little bit of a regular season recap here to start things off. Can, can, can I can I just start things off here, Abe? Yeah. We played 56 games in 19 weeks. Like, that's nuts. That's a lot of a lot of hockey, man. Other than the Habs last week, where we played the Oilers twice, we played four games a week for five weeks. Like, that's fucked up. That's a lot of hockey, Ben. It's good for us as fans, though. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think I've enjoyed... This is probably the most I've enjoyed just watching hockey in a very long time. Yeah, I do miss fans, though. I miss watching hockey with fans in the stadium. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, I would much rather watch hockey with no fans than watch no hockey at all. (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Um, So, obviously, you know, we're, we're... how the North ended up. Uh, Leafs finished top of the division. Habs grabbed the last final, uh, the final playoff spot. Yep. Uh, and then we got Edmonton and Vancouver kind of sandwiched in between the two. And Edmonton. Ottawa is Ottawa is probably the best team on the outside looking in. Let's be honest. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So out of those three teams that didn't make it, the Sens are the ones I would want to play the. Play in the playoffs the least. Yeah, definitely I would agree with that, 100%. Yeah, I think I think playing Vancouver in a playoff series would be an absolute cakewalk right now, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're not very good. So that's really, like, I don't know about whoever's listening to this right now, but that's really all we really had the opportunity to watch was the North Division. We didn't really get much other hockey up here. Yeah. Uh, so... Obviously, as a Leafs fan, I'm very, very happy with the way the season ended. Like, that, it could not have went better, I don't think, for us. But, as we know, the regular season doesn't really matter much. And that's why we're going to get into the playoff review, which is much more important than the season uh, recap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, this was a 56-game preseason. Like, the the, the real shit starts on Thursday. Yes. Nothing that happened in the last 19 weeks means anything right now. No. Other than your team made the playoffs or they didn't. That's all that matters. Yep. Yep. Nobody's going to remember the Leafs winning the division. Nope. I mean, Nobody's going to care. If you, if you win a cup, they will. But if you don't win a cup, then it means nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add to the Habs season, season recap? Or do you want to just dive right into the playoff review here? Um, so I want to talk a little bit because I think... I think a lot of the stick that the Habs are going to get, uh, kind of regardless, like unless we go on a fucking miracle run and win the cup, um, Mark Bergeron's going to get a lot of stick, and I just I don't see it. He over the off season gave this team every chance to win. He went out and addressed all of our fucking glaring holes and filled them. Um, so yeah, I just I know a lot of people are gonna fucking call for Bergeron's head if the Habs, you know, go out in round one. And I just think it's wrong. Like he he put together a great team. He got he went out and got exactly what we needed, and they just kind of fucked it on the ice. Yeah, well, and to be fair, you guys not making it out of round one is is a likely scenario. Like that's not like I know, and that, that's kind of why I'm. I want to get this out now before before the playoffs happen before anything starts. That like, I think 
you know, because the consensus is going to be, oh, like, Bergevin needs to go, you know, they fucking lost in round one, like, blah, 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 blah. And nah, man, Bergevin did a fantastic job in the offseason. Can't argue with him. The addition of Tivoli was a, was a big one. Huge. Well, <coughs> you know, he got that fucking... The, <coughs> he got the depth scoring we needed with Tivoli, Josh Anderson, picked up the fucking uh, depth of defense we needed, Joel Edmondson, who was fucking phenomenal for us this year. We needed a backup goalie for Carey Price, and we went and got probably the best backup in the league. He's That was a big well. Like, you know... And yeah, I guess I think Mark Bergman did a fantastic job, and his job should be safe. Should be. I would, you would think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and like I said, he drafted well too. Like Caulfield's a great pickup. Romanov's a great draft. Yeah. Like that's that, that's good drafting, him. right? Suzuki's turned it up. I know he wasn't our draft; it was a trade. For no, Suzuki. he was a Vegas draft pick. Am I, yeah, drafted right? by Vegas, but he was in the the uh, Patriotty trade, like. He's had a fantastic year, so yeah, I I don't I don't put any blame on Bergeron in this. I think he's doing a fantastic job. This is this season. Our failings have been down to the coaches and players, and you know we've made the coaching change. And yeah, are you guys gonna stick with Dominic Ducharme going forward if you guys exit in round one? Do you um, think? I really don't know. I think it depends who what coaches are available in the summer. Because um, you know, if if a if a good coach comes up, I don't see why you don't take her on Adam. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, like, I would feel not confident, but I would be all right if Mark Bergman decided, yeah, like Ducharme's our guy. I I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, eh? I don't know. I just to me, I I, I just I, I guess I never really heard of him before he was named. Yeah. The coach, so I don't really know much about him. You know, he's got that. He's got uh, a Memorial Cup. He's got World Junior Gold. So he he knows what he's doing. And those are as head coach, not as assistants. It's as has head coach. So like, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like, <laughs> yeah, like this is if this is going to be his first job, like as a head coach in the NHL, like I don't hate it. He's done all right. The one thing that Pierre LeBrun brought up. And I, it's a great point. Is basically since he's came in, he hasn't really had time to practice with the team. We've been playing four games a week, every week. So like, it's it's hard for him to you know get his ideas, get his coaching across when you can't really practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know what you're saying for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm interested to see how the playoffs go for us, and then you know if we if we push the Leafs hard, you know maybe bring it to six or seven, like. Depending how we go out, I think uh, is going to be like the deciding factor in what Bergeron really wants to do. So if we go out, you know, with a whimper, don't fucking put up a fight, get swept, then yeah, like maybe to charm out. But you know, if we get it to seven, you know, fucking win a couple games, play good hockey, then you know, I could see him sticking around. Uh, I'm honestly, my estimate is, I, I would be upset if we gave you guys more than two games. So I, I'm calling a game, I think it'll be a, a five five game series, Leafs winning 4-1, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was a six game series, Leafs winning 4-2. Uh, I'll go Habs in seven. <laughs> that was a little bit of a tease for the playoff preview, but... 
<laughs> we better go over our, our se- end of season awards yes. in this part, right? Yeah. So. so yeah, uh, I remember it's like the old school SO awards. Like, yeah. That's kind of the kind of take we're, uh, we're spinning. We're taking a little spin off that. Okay. So. Uh, who was the Montreal Canadiens MVP this season? So, you know, there's actually a couple guys I could have uh, I could have picked here. Uh, Loki wanted to go Cole Caulfield just for the, the OT winner against Toronto. That was good enough for my MVP, for being honest. Just that moment in itself was great. Um, but the real debate came down to Jake Allen versus Tyler Toffoli. Like, that's what it was for me. Like, they were the two outstanding candidates, and I'm Gonna lean Tyler Toffoli um, to come in on a four-year, I think it's four and a quarter million dollar like contract, which is not a lot. It's it's a good it's a good contract, but we brought him in for scoring, and he put up 28 goals, 16 assists in 52 games. Uh, I think he finished at the often. Pardon? He finished. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's finished as the seventh top goal scorer in the league. Pretty quality. Like, just just quality, quality guy. Um, you know, you haven't heard a bad thing about him in the locker room. Everyone loves him. He's become, like, a, a presence in that room already. Um, yeah. We were a significantly worse team when he didn't play those uh, couple games. Uh, yeah. He just has to be the MVP. That's a totally, and I would agree with that, uh, honestly. I, I think that, especially on that contract, I don't think you could have expected any more out of him. Honestly, like, I'm not going to lie, when we signed him, I was like, why? Like, I I didn't see it, you know what I mean? For the four and quarter million, like, and then he just fucking ripped it up, and I shut my mouth very quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, he, yeah, he led you guys in scoring, so... Yeah. Off-season pickup for four and a quarter million that then leads your team in scoring the next season. That's yeah, f- finishes quality. Seven, finishes seventh in the league in goals. Like yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go with uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs season MVP Austin Matthews. You you cannot. <laughs> I, that's not even debatable. I don't think. Like well, yeah, it is. Mitch Marner is disgusting. Jack Campbell is se- eight seventeen. What three and two now? Yeah. Um. But Austin Matthews, you want to talk about seventh in league scoring, first in league scoring, goal scoring, that is. And, yeah, he just finds a way to make a difference, it seems. Even on even on nights when he's not, maybe doesn't even have his full A game, he still finds a way to make a difference. And not only is he scoring goals, but his 200-foot game is spectacular he makes so many great plays in the defensive zone and that's something that he needed to build on is the the ability to work in the defensive zone and he did and it shows like what a fantastic hockey player cannot say enough austin matthews has to be the toronto maple leafs mvp love the kid he's gonna carry us to a car on this end (laughs) pardon you will hear no arguments on this end and, he, yeah, like I said, he's going to lead this team to a Stanley Cup. Maybe more than one. Well, that, 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 okay, now I'm going to have to argue with you. Because he's not, but... <laughs> yes, he is. No. Okay. 
we're moving on to uh, the SO award for most improved player. So who you got? You're going to go, you want me to go first this time? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. We'll go back and forth. So I wanted to give this man, like I said, I mentioned him in, in MVP conversation for the team. Uh, most improved player for this season is Jack Campbell. He went from, and it's because he got an opportunity because Fred got hurt, right? Like that's as simple as it is. That's why he got the opportunity. But he took that opportunity, man, and he showed that he is a starter in this league. Like, unquestionably, he is a starter in this league. He is 17-3-2. He's got some of the best goaltending stats in the league. And people still, some for some reason, are questioning his ability to lead this team into, into a playoff series. And I don't understand it. I know he doesn't have, a, I know he has, doesn't have any playoff experience, but, man, this game is about being hot when you need to be. And that's what Jack Campbell is right now. Did Jordan Bennington have any playoff experience when he won a Stanley Cup? No. No, he did not. I, I can age he myself here. I, I can age myself here and go Cam Ward in 06 with the Carolina Hurricanes. Same thing. Man, like, I just... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't understand why people are still hating on him. Anyway, let's move on to the Montreal Canadiens' most improved player of the season. So, most improved Montreal Canadian for the season. Uh, this is a little under-the-radar one here, but uh, I went with Jake Evans. He has just impressed the fuck out of me. He's one of those guys, you know when you draft a guy, like, so he was uh, picked 207, so round seven. He's one of those guys, you're like, yeah, he's just going to be in the organization, like, you know, Mm-hmm. And uh, so near the end of last season, he came up, played 13 games. It was all right. Got hurt in the play-in against Pittsburgh. And then I don't know what he had for fucking breakfast every day this season. But he he is a bona fide fourth centerman. He is fantastic, works hard, great at both ends of the ice. Uh, he's just... I'm not going to lie, in the games that I was watching, like, that I've watched, I noticed him. Like, he, he he's not a high-skill guy, but it seems that... He's going to work his ass off. Yeah. Yeah, he's always up and down the ice, always yeah. skating fast. Not Maybe not faster, but always working harder than everybody. You're totally right on that. Yeah. 100%. And it's uh, funny, because I don't know if any of our listeners do the Tim Hortons game that you can pick, like, who's going to score goals. Have you, have you Have I told you about this? Uh, yeah, you've told me a little about it. I haven't done it, though. You win, like, rewards points and stuff. Yeah. And, like, and he's always... So there's a category that's pretty much always just D-men. <laughs> and Jake Evans is the, always the only forward just mixed in there. Like, because he doesn't score very much. Yeah. And I'm always just slightly tempted to take him. Oh, man. Did you see the goal he scored against Edmonton the other night? Mm-mm. Oh, we are absolutely fucking... So, like, big burst of speed down the middle, slams on the brake, the defenseman just goes flying past him and rips it shelf. That <laughs> like, is a beauty goal. It is. And, I mean, love to uh, see it. the Habs owner, Jeff Molson, in a uh, Q&A at the beginning of the season, someone asked, like, oh, like, who's your favorite Canadian, like, right now? And he, he's had the diplomatic answer of, you know, he loves them all, like, his children, right? You know, like, but he made a point of saying, like, he loved Jake Evans. He's a guy came through Notre Dame, like didn't really, wasn't really supposed to be an NHL player. You know what I mean? Was but he, he just, Canadian? 
Um, born in Toronto, Ontario. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, went the Notre Dame route, got drafted. Like, wasn't really expected to be an NHL player, but just fucking works his ass off to be an NHL player. And yeah, he's he's absolutely fucking blowing me away this season. He was in, he was just for what I expected of him, just miles and miles beyond. He was so good. Well, that's awesome. You love to see that. Guys that aren't supposed to make it, when they make it, that's just a great story. You just love to hear it. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he just seems like a nice kid. Only 24. Like, yeah. 100%. Moving on to most dedicated. You're going first. Yeah. So, for this one, I went with Joel Edmondson. Another off-season acquisition. But... And it it definitely is over the course of the season, but there was one kind of moment in the season where I kind of, where he just, he just stuck with me. And that was after, this is maybe three or four games into the season, after Tyler Myers uh, elbowed uh, Yoel Armia in the head. We had to play with the Jets the next night. And uh, Joel Edmondson didn't tell any of the boys that he was going to take Myers on his first shift. Just in warm-up, skated by him, said, hey, like, first shift, we're going. And, like, four or five games into your, you know, career with a team to be the one who just steps up and takes the big fight. Like, just blew me away. Like Yeah, Tyler like, Myers is a big boy. Yeah, I mean, Joel Edmondson is as well. But just for him to just, in his fourth or fifth game, whatever it was, to step up and be like, no, no, guys, I got this. Like, I'll deal with this. You just knew he was he's one of the boys and that he was going to do everything he could to help this team win. He had great defensive numbers, was near the top for plus minus. Just just solid. And you knew if, if he needed if he needed to block a shot in the last minute of the game, he'd be fucking the first guy to get in front of it. Like just yeah. Yeah, and that's what you'd love to see. And that lead that's a great segue into my most dedicated. Because Mitch Marner is widely known for diving face first at Hawks. <laughs> all the time. I'm like, and he is the last guy that you want doing that as well. But he does it anyway. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He'll play without a couple teeth. He doesn't really care. But Mitch Marner plays the most minutes out of any forward in the National Hockey League. And there's a reason for it. It's because there is not... that He, he made a bonehead play against uh, against Ottawa the other night. Did you see that? I did not. And he occasionally does that. He tries to get a little bit too cute sometimes, but that's not a dedication issue. Anyway, Mitch Marner puts every, like, his best foot forward in every situation. We're talking power play, penalty kill, five on five. He's just an all-around all beauty, man. Like, he, he works, and he works, and he's, like... You can tell the energy that he brings to this team. Like, they wouldn't be the same without it. You know what I mean? And that energy mixed with his dedication to this team and winning and the guys around him makes everybody else around him better. And that's why Mitch Martin is my most dedicated. All right. Best defenseman. And you've actually got a couple candidates for this, surprisingly. Uh, we do. I honestly, I'm gonna leave Morgan Riley out of these talks because Morgan Riley hasn't been that great this year. I am going to the debate that I had was uh, T.J. Brody and Jake Muzzin, 
And I decided that I was going to give it to Jake Muzzin just because TJ Brody has Morgan Riley. If that makes sense. Yeah. Not that Justin Hole is a slouch, but I think Jake Muzzin is asked to do a lot. He plays physically, which is something that we needed to bring to our team in this, like, obviously he wasn't an offseason acquisition this offseason. Yeah. But he was an acquisition that Kyle Dubas made that brought some physicality to this team. And that is something that we've always been laughed at for not having. And I think it'd be tough to argue that we don't have physicality anymore. Because we do. Like, we're talking him. We're talking Joe Thornton's 40-year-old madman out there hitting everything that walks. Wayne Simmons. Uh, Wayne Simmons is a train. Like, the Wayne train is a real thing. Like, I would be so scared playing a game of hockey against him, my lord. Uh, Rasmus Sandin can throw the body around, honestly, and I cannot wait to see that kid in game one. Oh, so excited. But, uh, Jake Muzzin, man. Our team, again, just similar to, to Mitch Marner, would not, that defensive core just would not be the same without him. It showed last year in the playoffs. We lost him for that round against, uh, Columbus, and it really showed. Anyway, best D-man, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it's got to be the state trooper himself, Jeff Petrie. Uh, you know, like he was in Norris talks for, you know, a good half the season. He tailed off a little bit, uh, also had to cover a lot and kind of change his play when Weber went out, so that uh, didn't really help. But uh, 12 goals, 30 assists for 42 points. Like, he was taking care of it on the offensive end. And on the defensive end, that pairing of him and Edmondson was probably one of the best in the league. Like, there there was a point around the three-quarter mark of the season where they were, like, number two and number three and plus-minus across the whole league. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Like, I don't don't care what you're talking about. When a defense pairing is two and three in the league and plus-minus, you just know that they're doing the right things. They're playing great. Yeah. Jeff Petrie is just... Miles, like by miles, our best defenseman. Yeah, you have absolutely no arguments for me on that, for sure. Now, uh, this is kind of a, a, not a joke category, but the Canadians really only had one rookie this season. Yeah, same, like, the Leafs had two rookies playing games. It was Nick Robertson and Rasmus Sandin. I think that, well, there might have been other ones, but not, like, notable. But I can, like, AHL guys, maybe. Yeah, but, so basically for the Habs, until Cole Caulfield made his debut, Alexander Romanov was our only rookie. And then the only other rookie after that. So Caulfield played his nine games, and then Jesse Alonen made his debut in the last game of the season. So kind of by default, Alexander Romanov is the rookie of the year for the Canadians. And I mean, I say it's by default. He's been great. He's been kind of exactly what we expected him to be. Yeah. Which is, you know... Good puck-moving defenseman, big physical body. He'll His offensive side of the game, he'll grow into that. But yeah, he was well, just... De- defensively, he's one of those guys that looks like he's been in the league for years. Yeah. Right? And like that's the, what you... He doesn't look out of place. 100%. And similar guy, uh, they were actually competing for best defenseman at the World Juniors a couple years ago. Uh, Romanov and my best rookie, who is Rasmus Sandin. And again, only played a couple games. And yeah, very similar players, actually. Yeah. 
Very similar players. I think Rasmus Sandin has a little bit of more offensive upside. Romanov's a little bit better on the defensive end. Yeah. If that that would be a that would be the comparison. That would be my pros and cons on the, on those guys. But yeah. Rasmus Sandin, I've said it before. I don't want to watch any more Leafs games that he's not playing in because I love that kid. Like I think that he deserves to be in the lineup. He's done everything right. Like everything right. He plays with poise. With both on the offense and the defensive side of the puck, and it's fantastic to see, you know. Young guys like that making impacts is what you need, especially if you're going on a run. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to best new players. So we're going to talk about off-season signings here, mostly. Yeah. And I think the Habs one goes without pl- saying, but I'll start. Uh, Timothy, Jimothy, TJ, Brody. Absolute beauty. One of the most quiet superheroes you'll ever see. He doesn't, you never hear his name, like, ever. And that's, it's one of those guys where it's exactly what you want. Because he's playing a lot of minutes, but you never hear a bad thing that he does. He's made, like, two bad plays all season. One of them was in the first game. He had my dad all up in arms. My dad fucking hated him, man. Like, my dad, he made one bad play in the first in the first couple games, and my dad was like, oh, my God, what did we just do? What did we just sign? And then literally the rest of the season, he was just a rock. Like, <coughs> perfect. <coughs> Couldn't ask him to be any better. Just like, like Tyler Toffoli. That, like, I think he scored, like, one goal this year, too. But nobody cares because he played so good defensively. Well, that, I mean, he's a defenseman, so it's not overly his job, right? If a defenseman goes... A defensive defenseman goes a whole season without scoring. Nobody says much. You know what I mean? The thing with TJ Brody is he's got that offensive ability as well. Like, I'm not sure how many points he's put up in his career, like his best season, but I do know that he does have an offensive upside for sure. Uh, And I think that he's being held back a little bit like that just because, like, from the... Yeah, because he's with Morgan Riley. So, yeah, he's put up a 40-point season, man. That's impressive. In 14-15, he put uh, 11 goals and 30 assists up for the Calgary Flames for 41 points. Oh, he's... Man, he put up a 45-point season here. Six goals, 39 assists in 15-16. So, there you go. But, man, that plus 23 on that plus minus, that's what I'm happy about. Let me tell you. Anyway... Moving yeah. on to your best new player, which I'm pretty sure goes without saying. Okay, so uh, because I gave Toffoli MVP, I'm giving best new player to Jake Allen. Because I got to I gotta give Jake Allen some love here. Yes, you, know, you do. He was brought in to be backup for Carey Price to give us a chance to win when Carey Price, you know, didn't play. And he ended up playing 29 games this season because Price got hurt. And at times, single-handedly dragged us to fucking wins. Like, the team... Can't argue that. The team did not play well in front of him a lot of the time. And he still fucking just dragged us to wins. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, I said, Jake Allen, if Carey Price gets hurt for two weeks, I trust Jake Allen can, you know, get us wins for two weeks. And he did it. He fucking, he proved me right. And, you know, even the games he lost... I can't think of a single game where I can go like, oh, like Jake Allen let in a couple bad goals and kind of cost us the game. Like never. Yeah. Like he 
he gave us a chance to win every single night. And that's what you want your backup to do. That's exactly what you need. You need your backup to do that, especially when you're going into the playoffs. Because in these playoffs, there's a back-to-back, eh? Yeah. There's a back-to-back. I think it's game four and five, if I'm not mistaken, are back-to-back. So for me, that it, that's Freddie Anderson getting a game. Yeah. Like, that's probably Jake Allen getting a game, too. Like, if Carey Price, well, if Carey Price is healthy. Well, that's debatable, man. If it's 3-1... You guys are going to start Carey Price. Oh, no, no, that's like 100%. 100%. Like, like, like Jake Allen could start that game. Dep- yeah. Depending on how, how the series looks, like, Jake Allen could start that game. That's fair. But, like, anyway. This, this, just a quick thing here. This is the first time that I can remember as a Habs fan being comfortable with our backup goalie. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, the, the backups I'm thinking of, like, Peter Budai, Antti Niemi, Keith Kincaid, like, those were all guys where when they played, it was like, ah, oh, fuck. But yeah. This is the first time in, like, in the beginning of the season, it was like, oh, like, Jake Allen's playing. Was like, oh, perfect. Like, he's fine. We're fine. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, last one here. Uh, best goal of the year. Okay. So, I'll let you go. So, for sentimental reasons, I wanted to go Caulfield versus the Leafs in overtime. Because, you know... That was just electric. Yeah, Caulfield versus the Leafs in overtime is just... Yeah. Can you imagine the Pac Bell Center for that? They would have brought the fucking roof down, Abe. Would have brought the fucking roof down. But uh, I did go with Tyler Foley versus the Vancouver Canucks on Vancouver on uh, February 2nd. Uh, the Habs are up 3-1, middle of the second period. And Tyler Foley fucking... Toe drags a fucking Canucks defenseman all over the ice. Buddy has no clue where Toffoli's going. And then from, like, the hash marks, kind of a little higher up, goes backhand shelf on Thatcher Demko. And it's just... It's just disgusting. It's just gross. Yeah. Like... just yeah, that was a pretty disgusting goal. You sent it to me. I, I hadn't seen it in a little bit, and that was pretty gross, man. Can't even lie. Cannot even lie. So, if I'm not mistaken, the goal, this goal is from Monday, May 3rd, right? Sounds about right. Sounds about right? Okay. I know we, we played you a couple times in that stretch, so I couldn't tell you exactly which game it was from, but... Well, AM34 has a goal in this one, so... Yeah. Uh, when Austin Matthews... I, I think it was Edmondson. Yeah. That he turned in. He put him in a blender, man. Straight up. Well, I mean, Batted like, the puck out of midair. Like, right around him. like And then just like, walked around him and I'm, ripped it posting in on Allen. I'm, I'm going to back Joel Edmondson on here. I don't care who, what defenseman you put in front of him. When you do that to him, like, you can put fucking Victor Hedman, Alex Petrangelo. Oh, you turned him into Swiss cheese, man. Like, yeah, there's nobody. Like, oh, my (laughs) God. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. And that is uh, my goal of the year. Uh, Honorable mention goes to Austin Matthews overtime winner versus the Jets. And, yeah, that's, that's the honorable mention. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on, we are done now with our season review, and we are going to jump on in to a playoff 
preview. Yep, because shit hits the fan starting on Thursday, correct? Yeah. Yeah, our shit hits the fan. Shit already started hitting the fan last night when Tom Wilson put up two points in a Washington Capitals overtime win over the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Which, by the way, I am cheering for the Washington Capitals in that series because I don't want to have to exercise those Boston demons this year. I just don't want to have to do it. Yeah, I feel like that's the natural pecking order as Habs and Leafs fans, is you, you need the Bruins to go out first before you can cheer for any, like before anyone else has to go. Yeah, so yeah the, the Bruins, I don't care how bad they are. I don't care if they just squeaked into the playoffs. Get them out of there. Yeah, because they're, they're a veteran team. They know what it takes to win. They could definitely fucking turn it on. Oh, yeah. They've proven it time and time again. Yeah. Time and time again, they've pro- proven to be a playoff-ready hockey team. Anyway, our shit does hit the fan on Thursday. Yeah. Which is... Shit has just hit the fan in the Pittsburgh-New York Islanders game that has just dropped. They've just uh, had puck drop there about 15 seconds in. So we have yeah, some puck going right now. Yeah, Stanley Cup playoffs! Best hockey in the world. Is fucking this is such Stanley a weird time playoffs. because there's still, like, like, meaningless games that Vancouver has to play for some reason. Yeah, Vancouver and Calgary have three more games to play. How and stupid they, is that? And they accomplish literally nothing. They are just for pride. But like, anyway. How do you even, like, have your heart in those games at all? So, Especially I mean, with no fans in the stadium? That's why I've said that they need to change the uh, the draft, how they, like, the how they do the lottery draft there. So you you don't end up with meaningless games at the end of a season. Yeah, wouldn't that be a playoff structure issue, not a draft issue? What what does that have to do with the draft? No, I would like to see, like, teams. So I like I, I haven't fully thought this out because there are obviously issues with this. But the teams who finish kind of closest to the playoffs, like the teams that are like the last eliminated from playoff contention, get higher draft picks have things to play for at the end of the season, right? So these Canucks and fucking uh, Flames games, instead of meaning nothing, like, it's it's better for the Flames or Canucks if they lose these games. They'll finish lower in the standings and get a better draft pick. And I think that's stupid. Change it up so you win these games, finish higher up, get a better draft pick. That's not how that works. I think it's how it should work. You should be rewarding teams for winning games, not rewarding them for being fucking dog shit. Yeah, but, like, they're dog shit, so they need draft picks. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, but look at Buffalo. It means not fucking nothing if you get good draft picks. You get a fucking, you know. Yeah, they're just a dumpster fire organization overall. But that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. we're not gonna read. We we're not gonna reconfigure the draft structure here. No. What we are going to do is talk about how close our friendship is going to come to ending. First of all. I mean, I think it officially goes on hold on Thursday night. Am I right? I would think so. We'll still do the podcast, but yeah, I'm not talking to you other than that. I I, th- I think that's the way that goes. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, like, this is. Yeah. This is going to be heated. Fucking wild. <laughs> I am so excited for this Leafs Hab series. I can't even begin to describe to you. Like, 
I, I, I don't know. So, if we're going to get into predictions and stuff like that, let's go... Uh, so, NHL playoff bracket. Are we filling out a bracket right now? Uh, I would love to do that. The only issue with that, if I'm not mistaken, is you have to have an NHL account. Because, like, I would fully do a bracket live right now. I would love to do a bracket. Let's, yeah, try and find, let's let's talk. Oh, bracketchallenge.nhl.com here. Uh, put that link in the chat for me, please. Uh, hold up, because I think I've been on this before, and you need an account with the NHL, which I don't have. Do, 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 do. Elevator music. There's the bracket challenge uh, thing. Mine's loading up right now. But let's, at, at this point, though, let's just make some predictions here. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm going to pick the Habs to uh, beat the Leafs. And actually, I'm going to take the Habs to go all the way to win the Cup, because that's just how fandom works. You just fucking... That's just how fandom works. <laughs> Man. It's just it's just how it works. Okay, like, so I'm we got Leafs Habs in the first round. We have Oilers Jets in the first round. Avalanche uh, Blues and Golden Knights Minnesota Wild. So in Leafs Habs, I'm obviously going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs, as is like most people, as are most people. Um, the second matchup is very intriguing, Edmonton versus Winnipeg. If Winnipeg can step up their game, I think they actually probably could beat Win Edmonton. But I yeah. think most people are picking Win uh, Edmonton sorry, to win this series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I... I Win Winnipeg's just been so bad recently. Yeah, as of late, they've been absolutely dog shit. They've absolutely thrown a wrench in what I would have predicted. Yeah. I absolutely would have went Winnipeg 100%. Almost I, almost I would have said convincingly they would have won that. But um, now I'm not too sure. No, I think now I would give it to Edmonton. I think that's the reasonable thing to do in that situation. Um, so moving on to the next series. So that's setting up for Mia Leafs Edmonton. Round two, and for you, a Habs Edmonton round two. Uh, you pick Edmonton, right? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Edmonton. Okay, Colorado, St. Louis. Um, Colorado. They're Colorado. Just... Yeah, I agree with that. Vegas, Minnesota. I mean, I'd like to thank our boy Dollar Dollar Bill Kirill is going to go off in the playoffs. I'd really like to think he would, but I know Vegas is very good. This is going to be a very close series, I think. Like, th this has Game 7 triple overtime written all over it. Yeah. That's, that's the vibes I get from it. <laughs> I'm going to go... 
I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm going to take Mini. So, hmm. okay. Mini it is. And then moving on to the other side here, the East, I guess you could call it, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders. Um, I'm going to go Pittsburgh here. I'm going to take the Islanders in that series. I think they're scary. I I'm, I'm no disrespect to the Islanders at all. I just, from what I've seen, and I, I can't say that I've watched a lot of them, I, I think Pittsburgh looks a little better. Well, their first, it's a 1v4 series, right? I'm going to take the Islanders, though. And moving on to the next series, Washington v. Boston. This one's kind of already started, and there's already a game over, so it's kind of an unfair prediction, but I am going to take the Washington Capitals just because fuck Boston. And I am also going to take the Washington Capitals because fuck Boston. Okay, National Predators versus Carolina Hurricanes. I'm going to take the Hurricanes because I'm pretty sure they're dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Okay, and now this is good. (laughs) Florida Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, considering the Tampa Bay Lightning are adding $17 million worth of cap hit to their roster for uh, this playoff series in Nikita Kucherov and Steven Samkos, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's really hard to to argue that. You're adding two, like, top ten in the league players to your team. A team that's already very good. Finished third in the division, like... I'm taking Florida. The Stanley Cup champs are exiting in the first round. I I think I think this is going to be too much for Florida. I think Carolina will take out the uh, Lightning in the second round. But I think Oh, we are, we're not doing second rounds yet. We got to still go here. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying I got Tampa beat Florida. I think Kucherov and Stamkos back is going to be too much. Too much for Florida. Okay. All right, so let's uh, go back here. So I got a Leafs-Edmonton round two, and I'm going to take the Leafs in that one. So I have Montreal-Edmonton, and I'm going to take Montreal. Okay. I believe I have Colorado-Minnesota. I have Colorado-Vegas, and I'm going Colorado. I'm going to take Colorado against Minnesota. I have... Uh, the Islanders versus the Capitals, and I'm going to take the Islanders. I've got uh, Capitals and Penguins, and I'm taking the Pens. Because fuck Tom Wilson. Uh, yeah, that's partially why I took the I honestly think the Islanders are dangerous. I think they're scary. I think they're going to go far. I really do. Uh, moving on, I have the Canes versus the Panthers in a battle that I think the Canes will win. I have Canes and the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I have the Canes coming out. Okay, so do we have the same Final Four, except Leafs and Habs swapped out? No, I have the Penguins instead of the Islanders. You have the Penguins instead of the Islanders, okay. Yeah, so I have a Leafs-Colorado <laughs> semi. I've got That's Colorado so Colorado. scary, oh my god. I know. And obviously, I'm picking the Toronto Maple Leafs. I have a Islanders-Canes semi. I've got Penguins-Canes, and this is honestly, this is this could go either way. I really don't know out of these two. Like, this, this is going to be a nutty series, I think. 
If it happens. If and it happens. I'm going to take the New York Islanders over the fucking Carolina Hurricanes. I really, really want to pick the Hurricanes, but I just can't. I just... I'm going to. Fuck it. Hurricanes over the uh, Penguins. And then the Canadians over the Colorado Avalanche. So I've got a Montreal-Carolina Stanley Cup final. I have a Toronto Maple Leafs-New York Islanders Stanley Cup final. <laughs> this is fucked up. Like, how? Like, this is so weird. I'm scared, man. These playoffs are going to be fucking wild. Yeah, it's going to be a shit show. Oh, man. This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited for Thursday. Awesome. Like, what day is it now? It's Sunday. Can can Thursday come faster, please? Like, when you look at this, these brackets, even just, like, the just a blank bracket, like, the Eastern Conference, like, old-school Eastern Conference, is stacked. Yes. Like, holy fuck. If next, yeah, season, if next season is normal, fuck me. Specifically the Atlantic Division. Yeah. Like... I mean, I know we, are, we kind of talked about it last week, like, how fucked the Atlantic Division is, but, like, holy fuck. Even the Metro's fucked, man. Yeah, when you really look at it. But, man, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, and Ottawa in the Atlantic next year. That's a shit show. And then Detroit and Buffalo, who everybody's just going to beat up on. Like I said, two homeless people fighting behind a Denny's. That's, that's going to be them. That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So... Let's get uh, dive a little bit deeper into the Leafs Habs series here. Hey, we we never picked winners for our Stanley Cups here, because I would have the the Canadians beating the Hurricanes. In... Well, I think I thought that was a given. I have the Leafs beating the Islanders. How many games though? So I'm gonna go seven. I, I'm gonna I go think... six. Leafs in six. Yeah. I think I... the Leafs beat Edmonton in six too. I think the Habs. I think it might go seven against Colorado though. I've got the Habs going seven all the way through. Yeah, that's the only route you guys have. Battle. I, I think it's gonna it's gonna be good competitive series all the way through. All right, so you guys are getting back a little bit healthier for these these playoffs, am I right? Oh, a lot healthier. The so only give guy, us an update on who's gonna be playing in these playoffs. Literally everyone. But Shea Weber is in full practice right now. Shea Weber's just been, actually, as of this morning, he's been on the ice just doing some puck handling and some shooting drills. So hopefully he's good to go for Thursday. Everyone. Islanders goal! Yeah. Oh, there you go. Who was that? Paul Mary. Yeah. Lou with the with the trade deadline pickup. That's the, that's what he gets paid the big bu- big bucks for, Lou. Oh, what a shot. Yeah. Oh, no. The goalie's got to have that. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Deneau, Tatar, Gallagher, um, Paul Byron, and Carey Price are all back in full practice, all healthy. That's just a huge boost. <laughs> and Weber's supposed to be coming back as well, right? Weber should be, yeah. He's just been uh, doing some 
he still isn't like uh, not in full contact. He's just been uh, skating, stick handling on his own. It's a hand injury, so that's kind of what they're working with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's just a huge boost to be like, oh, you have your top line back and your number one goalie. Like that's just <laughs> just good. It's just good. Yeah, that's a big time. Did you say Drew? Uh, Drew is still out with personal uh, reasons, so. Uh, I don't expect him to be back for playoffs, but. Okay. Well, the Leafs are also getting some guys back. We're getting Riley Nash, who's on the LTIR, uh, Zach Hyman, and, of course, Frederick Anderson yeah. is back here. He played one game to before the season ended there. But, uh, yeah, no, we're – I'm glad that everybody's going to be healthy because we're going to get some good hockey, I think. I think it's going to be – and as Canadian hockey fans, we – should not take this particular series for granted. Leafs Habs, that's, well, we haven't had it since 1979. And yep. we're getting it now and appreciate it because it's, especially listeners of this podcast, are either a Leafs or a Habs fan, I would, most of you anyway. So yeah. enjoy this. Like, this is, this is it. This is what it's all about, really. Like I said earlier, this, we played 56 games of preseason, like, the real shit starts on Thursday night. What, yeah. 7 o'clock puck drop? I hope so. Yeah, se- se- 7 o'clock Thursday night. Like, I work, I'm choked. Like, yeah. That's rough, I work. Or, sorry, sorry, 7.30, 7.30. That's okay. But yeah, anyway... I- I am so looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to having the Habs healthy again. Um, yeah, I just I think if it's anything like the first game of the season, Habs Leafs, it's just gonna be a fucking shit show, and I love it. Yep. Yep. No, it's man, and the Leafs have won the season series seven three, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. Those early games, those early games when the Habs were healthy, they were close games. They were uh, they were split there. And then the Habs had ran into some injury problems, so you know. I think I think fully fully healthy. I think it's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. Obviously, we're all very excited. Uh, let's get to it. Anyway, is there anything else that you want to get off your chest, Gatano, before we uh, send off today? Um, I think that may be it. We got her covered? I think so. Yeah, I don't think much happened uh, in that last week there. Um, I guess, actually, no, I'm going to just roast the Oilers here a little, a little bit. Um, why, why were McDavid and Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse playing in your last games of the season when literally everything was decided? Why? Maybe McDavid didn't want to sit out. I mean, maybe he didn't, but I feel like that's one of those things where you just go, hey, Connor, like, you're going to sit tonight. We don't need you to blow your ACL in a meaningless game against half of the Montreal Canadiens and half of their AHL team. Like, I feel like that's a fair... Like, the Habs sat a bunch of guys that last game because the, there was just no need to play them. I just, Like, I'm very happy he didn't blow out his ACL, but can you just imagine? 
in a fucking in a meaningless game 56, the Penguins just tied the game up. But can you imagine in a mean a meaningless game 56, Connor McDavid blows his ACL out. Like that's fucking brutal. Terrible management. Terrible yeah, management. no, that would be detrimental here. I, I I'm a little my feed's a little bit behind you here. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I love hockey. Yeah. Who is that? I have no fucking clue. Goudreau. Johnny Goudreau plays for the Penguin. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Thanks for listening, everybody. As you can tell, we're caught up watching playoff hockey. We will talk to you next Sunday, and we will probably be very heated. Oh, yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna to have two games of playoff hockey to talk about, Abe. Oh, baby, it's going to be a 2-0 Toronto Maple Leaf series lead, and we will talk to you then.